1: Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. Where's Tara?
0: I think she got scared and left
1: because of the topic. Sorry, Tara.
0: It's a little scary for her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll press on without her. Okay, we'll try. Guys, talking about the X-Files. Deep dive. Wendy, you're a fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. We've been teasing this episode for a long time. It's finally here. And here we go. Wendy, did you know... That the Xbox was created by Chris Carter? I had no who was that? <laughs> I'm familiar with his work, yes. And uh let me just give you the quick rundown here. All right. This show first aired on the Fox Network from the original, the original series, right? The original right. how are we how are we gonna differentiate? I'm gonna say the revival is the last two seasons, right? Yeah. And then yeah. this I'll say the original, the original series. So the original version of the show was from September 19, uh, ran from September 1993 to May 2002. That's nine seasons of the original. And then they had two revivals in 2016, 2018. Grand total of episodes, 218 hmm. episodes of television. And by the end of its original run, the X-Files became the longest running science fiction series in U.S. television history. You know what I? The first time I remember reading about the X
0: Files, you know what it was? Mm-mm. The Entertainment Weekly fall TV preview. Oh, where it we gave little reviews for shows, and with the X Files, it basically said, it, "Oh, I think I, think it was I like have a, it." Oh, do you? But yeah, what do you remember? I remember something like, "We know, we know what the truth is. This show's a goner." So I know That's it a, said, "This show's a goner." You have a great memory.
1: Uh huh. You're absolutely right. Entertainment Weekly dubbed the show as "quote unquote" a goner. Hmm. Uh, but. But five years later, it would say that it's the wittiest, creepiest sci-fi show of all time. Yeah. They came around quickly.
0: And I don't even know why I remember that. That's that's, that's one of those weird little things where I remember reading that. It's amazing. And then the show kind of stuck in my head. And then... You have a great memory. With some things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> With the important things, right? <laughs> With the right? important
0: things like this. But other things, like I can't tell you, like my dad used to tell me when to change my
1: oil. I don't know.
0: But <laughs> random things like X-Files reviews from 1993. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, In my bought, head. It's a good
1: show. So Chris Carter had been writing comedies for Walt Disney Studios before he was hired by Fox to develop TV. Hmm. And so one of the first projects he worked on there was a little show called The X-Files. He had three inspirations. Big big ones. Have you heard of Kolchak, the Night Stalker? I had not until the X Files referred to it often, like exactly. as, as his inspiration. This was a huge inspiration for Chris. It was a TV show in the 70s, one season. It was about this reporter who investigated mysterious crimes within the paranormal. Sound familiar? <laughs> and so that actor, Darren McGavin, who played Kolchak, he would go on to play FBI agent Arthur Dales in the X Files. That was kind of cool. Respect much respect and they they kind of uh oh well that character was the very first agent to join the x files so it's kind of a he mm, yeah it was a very nice kind circle of meta kind yeah. of thing very cool he was also inspired by a report out by uh released by harvard in the around the 90s saying that uh basically talking about the idea of alien abduction and the idea that 3.7 million Americans believed they had been abducted by hmm. extraterrestrials. The third major influence for Chris Carter was growing up during the Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. The idea of like government cover ups and conspiracies yeah. made a very lasting impression. Huh. So, those three things kind of coming together, he created the X Files. Thank you for all those things. <laughs> so, he wanted uh, these two agents to be investigating these cases and he wanted them to become personally invested, but remain strictly platonic, (laughs) Uh, he was adamant about that. He Hmm. never wanted them to get together. He thought it was essential to the show uh, that they just remain non-romantic. So Dale Cooper on Twin Peaks inspired Agent Mulder. Love Twin Peaks. And uh, the show's tone and sense of humor also inspired The Mm X-Files. I never watched Twin Peaks. I was very much aware of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you must have loved it, super dark, right?
0: I yeah. Um, I don't think I enter my dark phase yet. Maybe <laughs> I don't remember. I I really loved it though. Side note, and then yes, my scariest episode of all time of TV was from X five uh, or Twin Peaks. That's right. <clears throat> and um, it's it's yeah, it's a cool show. <laughs> I have not finished the HBO reboot or continuation. Right, a new version. But, uh, yeah, love the original.
1: Well, David Duchovny's on the original, right? Didn't he play like As a, a cross-dressing? A, was he trans or was he cross No, I
0: think he, who knows back in the day what they called him. I think he was just an agent who wore women's clothes. And Got he it. may have been a straight guy even wearing women's clothes. It's just his thing. I Got don't it. even remember it. Was, it was Twin Peaks. Nothing they do has any relevance <laughs> to like what normal people would do in the world. So, Fair enough. Yeah.
1: So that's the Mulder character, right? Have you heard of Scully? Do we know who Scully is? She's the baseball <laughs> announcer. That's it, Vin Scully. God bless him. He's like in his 90s. Oh, wow. I love that man. And Scully's namesake. That's right. Yes. How did I not write that down? You're absolutely right. That's where, that's where Chris got the name Scully, mm-hmm. which I love. He's an L.A. dude, my kind of guy. He was inspired by Clarice Starling on, uh, from Silence of the Lambs, which I kind of feel like we talked about. I mean it's a very close I mean she's oh, yeah. a small <clears throat> woman. The hair is very similar. Yeah. Very um, Clarice Starling. But you know, why not? It's a great character. Yeah. So
0: and I don't think they I don't think they at all like when I remember watching this for the first time, I didn't think, Oh, they're trying to be Clarice Starling. They like did did Clarice without being blatantly just trying to copy it. Totally. They did a nice version of it with and Jillian Anderson was so good creating her whole
1: own scully. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, these, the, and we'll talk about the casting, but like these, like most shows that are successful, it's all about the casting. Mm -hmm. Like it's the right people at the right time. And this is a good example of that. Like I can't imagine anyone else in these characters. So when he was creating these two characters, Chris Carter's big, sort of the one thing that he thought was going to be, to make this show a little different was that he was going to reverse the gender stereotypes so Mulder the man was going to be the believer right and mm-hmm. Scully was going to be the skeptic the scientist because you kind of i mean and at the time I'm trying to think of what of what an example of like a female believer but in other words like the rational the right. rational one was going to be the woman yeah and it kind of worked out i think a little bit <laughs> a little bit and yeah, here's a quote Mulder and Scully came right out of my head, a dichotomy. They are the equal parts of my desire to believe in something and my inability to believe in something, my skepticism and my faith. So yeah,
0: that's, that's it. And I know they played up Dana Scully's faith a lot on this show, which even Mulder, that it was some confrontation about like you won't believe in all these things that you've almost sometimes seen, but you believe in something you've never seen. You know, this faith you have, even though you're such a skeptic with everything else. Exactly. Which was an interesting character
1: piece for her it did it, it helped to kind of flesh out that character yeah um and you know it was it was an equal partnership both of these mm-hmm. characters were very well developed they had like realistic motivations and i remember i don't know if it was david du himself or somebody commenting
0: on the character of Mulder, saying they didn't want you know he was a goofy rejected kind of fbi guy shunned to the basement because he believed in ufos but they right. didn't want what you might expect that to be you know they wanted the handsome, good-looking kind of ladies' man guy, even though he was a big nerd that chased the UFOs, yeah, and so totally, yeah, I'm glad they they went with David. I thought he was a good mix of kind of dweeby but hot and you know, believable for sure. Great He's acting, perfect. Yeah, he was. Um,
1: oh yeah, like you said, casting was perfect. Absolutely, and they're both they were both unknowns at the time. Mm-hmm. David Duchovny had done some work in film and TV, but he definitely was not a household name. No, and apparently he came in and just nailed the audition. They hired him first of the two. And then uh, they were looking for their scully. And so the network wanted sort of a, the quote, the famous quote is a taller, leggy, yes. leggier, <laughs> blonder, and breastier <laughs> actress. And Chris Carter insisted that Jillian was his scully. Yeah, And he stuck to those guns. He did. Even when it got difficult. This is a Jillian Anderson quote. She said, in the beginning of the casting process, when we were at network, David was cast and I was among a number of actresses being tested alongside him. They were looking for a a match of which two looked right together. We worked best together, etc. We didn't know each other at all, but for some reason there was something in the room between the two of us that wasn't there with the others. To a degree, you can manufacture that as actors, and you have to make the most of the time, but for for some reason there was something tangible and palpable that existed between us right then. So from the very beginning their chemistry was obvious. And that's what you hope for, you know?
0: And I can see if they
1: were having, I don't know.
0: I mean, obviously they got it right. And I think sometimes you're right. You just know when,
1: when the right two people walk in. Yeah, it just, it just clicks. Yeah. Uh, so she got the role. She was 24 oh, when she auditioned for that part. She was relatively unknown. Again, she had mostly theater credits. She had very little TV and film experience. And in 1997, she would go on to win an Emmy for playing... Dana I remember I was so happy when she was. So I remember awesome. screaming and being excited.
0: Yeah, little my little show. X-Files, got recognized by the, <laughs> the Emmys as she deserved. What what's the, what year was that? Ninety seven. That was
1: nineteen ninety seven. Pretty cool. So that would have been season season. Oh good. like
0: four, three or four?
1: I think it was four. four. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. it was a summer run there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like four seems I think right. Probably... One of the reasons I, that that the show works is because. Scully was not just a sidekick, no, right. It was definitely Mulder's journey was his obsession that led that kind of you know draw, was the drive behind the show. But Scully was his uh was his
0: equal, and I felt like it's almost like with Zena and Gabrielle. Zena was zina from day one. I mean, she went through some changes, but Gabrielle went on this journey like changing and growing and being younger and and growing into. Well, who she became because of being with Xena and I think the same thing with Scully like you see one Scully at the beginning and watch that character grow and change and and you know Mulder he had his things too but he was always obsessed with aliens Mulder
1: and you're she, totally right yeah. I mean of the two characters Scully changes the most mm-hmm. it's like we're you know we witness her her character arc
0: yeah. and you follow her journey too. even starting season one, you know, you're following her personal stories with beyond the sea. And that's right. And so she's not just a side note to Mulder. She's they're fleshing her out from the beginning for too, sure. and her journey. So it was always meant to be a very equal partnership, I think for sure. And oh, yeah, if they're paid equally at the beginning. Probably I not. doubt but, that they know. were.
1: Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think, I wonder if, I mean, you know, it seems to be like it, that was Chris Carter's intention at the very beginning, but I wonder how much of that they kind of pivoted towards once they realized, oh, wow, she's a great actress. Let's put her through the ringer. I think that always winger. helps. Yeah, I yeah. think that
0: always helps. You you throw things, and the more you throw. And I think I've read, I don't know if I'm confusing it with Xena or other shows I've I read about, but, yeah, you throw things as writers, and you see what they do with it, and you're like, man, let's just give them more. Keep going. We can do that. These people can handle whatever they give them. And I'm sure, you know, you see enough in an audition, especially – you know, but you don't know what their range is really going to end up being, especially when they're so new. No, you don't. And I think David had kind of already established himself as being good, even if he wasn't that well known. Right. I think he'd done enough to where they knew he was good. But.
1: Mm-hmm. And he just is that character. Yeah. He just yeah. is that character so much. Okay. So we have our actors. They need a location. Wendy, where are they going to shoot? Did you know originally that they were going to shoot the pilot in L.A.? Huh. I didn't know that. Uh, But they just weren't finding the right locations. So they packed everything up. They went up to Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm glad they did. And the quote is, go where the good forests are. They shot there for five seasons. And the tone and mood of the show owes a lot to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Because it's gray. It's gloomy. And there's some, again, some good forests up there. And uh, I think that was a huge part of the success. Because it is a gray, gloomy kind of show.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's I can't imagine this show. I mean it, it ended up in LA, but it know, did. For the start establishing the mood and the feel of it,
1: you know, it totally. Needed a place like Vancouver. And and as you said, so the first 5 seasons it was in Vancouver. After the 5th season the show packed up, moved to LA. <laughs> moved to Beverly. And you're right. The the <clears> stuff <throat> the few seasons that were in LA, they just felt different. Mhm. They did. Um, it, it was a noticeable difference. They're brighter? Yeah. They went to the desert more often. Yeah. They're they a little slicker. <laughs> some of them, but I mean, some of my favorite episodes take place in those L.A. seasons. But they never really re- were able to recapture the feel of, of no. the Vancouver episodes. No. So, okay, we got our location, Wendy. What else do you need? Let's shoot, let's shoot this pilot. Cost him two million bucks hmm. to produce the pilot, which is pretty standard for pilots, I think. And I couldn't really find any other like pilot stories like oh they had to reshoot or there was some problems in editing like i couldn't find anything like that well one interesting side note that i remember from the pilot
0: was the guy who played cigarette smoking man i hmm. think was friends with the, the the man who played like the sort of the guy who tells her she's going to be following Mulder and i think there a couple parts he's like oh my friend got this part i basically just stood there with a cigarette right like, you never saw him again <laughs> i don't think that's true and his part just standing there smoking in the pilot turned into a cigarette smoking man so a little one-off of that's oh, crazy to stand there and smoke ended up being a career changer for him i imagine it's a
1: good thing they found a good actor for that well for that's that the
0: thing it's like role. i think that's another thing i read like well you hired him because he looked cool smoking a right. cigarette and then they were writing more things for him to do and they're like oh thank god he can actually act too <laughs> because all we did was get him a cigarette at the pilot um things i remember about the pilot i remember there was a I remember people talking about, like, these sort of low-key sexual, like, when they're in the room together, right? And, you know, but it's, they never even pretend they're going that way, but it's just, that's what makes it more, like, cool that they're, you know, yeah, you know, she falls into his arms after she knows they're not alien marks on her back, and,
1: yeah, yeah it's, um. So, yeah, that, te- like, that <clears> sexual <throat> tension, if you want to call it that, or is it just the chemistry, that's something Probably we just can the talk about, but it's there from the very beginning, that mm-hmm. first episode. And, you know, I wonder again, like two other actors in that scene where he, it's like, it's a blackout, right? And so it's a candle and he's checking her back. Like, you mm-hmm. said, it's a very sort of intimate scene. And is that a, does it look different if it's two different <clears throat> actors? I don't know. Possibly. Or the way, just the way they play it
0: yeah, might be slightly different, even if, you know, so whatever they did, it worked. Yeah, for sure. Great pilot. Love the pilot. It's a,
1: it's. It's we'll get we'll get get into it. it's one of my favorite episodes. Mm. All right, let's talk about the opening title sequence. All right, it's a very distinctive opening title sequence. Not at the time, it was sort of um, it was unlike anything else on TV. It won an Emmy. Oh, for well, in, it was good stuff in 1994 for outstanding graphic design and title sequences. Hmm. It didn't change until season eight. Uh, so that was when Duchovny wasn't a regular mm. anymore. Right. Had some of the same images, but some new ones as well. And most notably, it's a they have that shot of Mulder kind of falling through, right. and going through this eye. And it was their way of saying like, "Oh, he's not here, but yeah. is he here?" Kind yeah. Of <laughs> uh, and then season nine title sequence is almost completely different. There's some similar imagery, but it's a little slicker. Hmm. It's a more updated version. And then when they did the revival seasons, they went back to the original. Well,
0: I can tell you, I was at a convention hmm. in Dallas with Julian Anderson. Oh, where she really? basically uh brought that it was brought up because she was about to go start filming the first time the first reboot season yeah. um like that week. Amazing like in a week or something. Okay. She still um hadn't dyed her hair yet. But hmm. they, she was talking about how much they talked, I guess she'd mentioned they were talking about changing the open. And how she was like, I want the old one back. So she was campaigning, trying to get the crowd to start a hashtag. Oh, cool! Keep the original open.
1: So that's awesome. I guess it worked. It worked. <laughs> so. And the on- so the only difference was they added Mitch Pileggi as a series oh, regular. Good. So he's in there. Good. Yeah. Good. Good addition. <laughs> it is. It's a solid choice. Again, Mitch Pileggi. What a great, great cast. Yeah. Uh, part to cast for him, and then we get to the very end of the the graphic, of course, of the uh, title sequence, and it's the the tagline, right? The truth is out there.
0: Remember when you'd watch an episode yes. and you had a different tagline? You're like, "This is <gasps> gonna be a
1: good one." So here's some examples: uh, uh, "Trust no one," which became another sort of very synonymous with the show. Finale of season one: "Apology is policy." Mm-hmm. Everything dies. Nice. Deceive inveigle and in- in- v- I remember that one. What's that one?
0: Inveigle obvious um, I don't know. Obfuscate. They made us go to dictionaries. They did. The show. This is a very. <laughs>
1: Believe the lie, the end, Ugh. in the big inning. Big inning. I feel like that's a typo. It's probably the beginning. Oh, no, the beginning. The natural. That was the baseball episode. They the, had a
0: special tagline for that? Interesting.
1: It Again, it ran for nine seasons originally. David leaves after the seventh season because Mulder gets abducted. And really, I think he was just kind of done. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, he, I was think he was ready to move on. Yeah. But Jillian stayed on for all nine seasons. Oh,
0: well, 11 if you count then the reboot, that's too. That's true. But yeah, definitely the first nine. She was a trooper. So they gave
1: her a new partner, Agent John Doggett, played by Michael Patrick. Very cool. Who was a Terminator. And then in season nine, they introduced uh, Agent Monica Reyes, played by Annabeth Gish. I thought I liked Monica Reyes. Oh, I did too. I thought she was cool. Yeah, I did too. She's a good character. And then there's also the movies, of course. Uh, Fight the Future was in 1998. And uh, I want to believe it was in 2008. I think we'll get into the movies separately. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's get into the show. The content. Right. The content. What was uh, it about again? Well, really? let me tell you. <laughs> so, really, this is just a cop show. At the very, like, core, very base, it's a cop show. Mm-hmm. It's a procedural. Yeah. Would you, could, would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. So, uh, the premise of the show is that, of course, Agent Mulder, he's obsessed with aliens and the paranormal. His sister was abducted when he was a little boy, and that's what drives him. That's his motivation. That's why he's going on this journey. Because he saw it happen. He, he saw did. float out the window so he remembers. That's right. And so when he, jo- he joins the FBI, he rises through the ranks as a talented profiler, but he decides to trade in his respectable career for an assignment on the X-Files, which is the FBI special unit that investigates cases of the unexplained. And um, a young scientist and doctor is assigned to the X-Files to keep an eye on him. Her name is Agent Dana Scully, and it's her job to debunk Agent Mulder's work. How does that work out? How'd that go? <laughs> uh, so along the way, they not only do they discover this vast government conspiracy, but they also investigate um, what is known as the monsters of the week. Right. So those are the two. Those are the two story, the, That's the, the two episode types, right? There's the conspiracy stuff, and then there's the monsters of the week. Yeah, which could be anything. Yes, which Anything was not necessarily a monster not necessarily arc. monster, no, but that's what that's what the those shows became known as. So let's get into the myth arc versus mm-hmm. the monsters of the week. Wendy, I will give you twenty dollars if you can explain to me the <laughs> mythology of this show <laughs> in never. a concise
0: and clear way. I don't think I will ever <laughs> be able to explain. You know, the X Files is a good case in point because I don't think they knew where they were headed. That's
1: what—that's where what I'm getting to. They right. had
0: no idea nope. what they were doing, and I think that's part of the disappointment I ended up having. Which I, because yeah. to me, the big thing was his sister, and that—that that could have been an end game. But I feel like the X Files was on at a time before. You know, I think it, the first show I remember planning their ending was Lost. They hmm. said we're just floundering around. We know where the story's going. Right. We feel like we know how many episodes we need to tell it or season. So they said, we're planning to end at season six or five or whatever they ended on. Right. And this was back when they were in two or three. So the X-Files, though, they were just like, we're just going to go till they cut us off. Yeah. And that they just kept having to expand on things and make <laughs> yes. up things and and folding back on itself to where you, hey, is it the goo? Is it the oil? Is it the- <laughs> The hybrids. Shape shifters. Yeah. I don't know who's doing what. Yeah. So you know, and then they I think they wrapped up the sister thing like randomly an episode where you didn't even see it coming, where the guy had kidnapped little girls, and I was like, "Oh, my sister's here!" You know, and they are still not totally sure how she ended up there, right? And she was like this ghost, and she comes up and hugs him, and and it's like, okay, well that ended that instead of having it be like the big finale to the story. And I don't even know if they necessarily even wrapped up the conspiracy part of the story
1: right. ever. So even with his sister, I still felt like with with a lot of that the big stuff they kept it kind of uh unclear right like was yeah. his sister abducted yeah by... we still know no for or, sure yeah it was all they just it was it became so convoluted yeah that it did at the at one point it just didn't matter anymore it's like okay cool <laughs> exactly. w- whatever you say like just i'm long we'll for the ride it. But is exactly. it a good episode yeah because i feel like it's they
0: started off you know they set up the conspiracy early on i mean episode one the smoking man's sticking the thing they found in the Warehouse, like the Ark of the Covenant, where right? There's a lot of yeah, Ark, exactly. You know, you're introducing deep throws, so you're setting things up that the government, you know, you're kind of setting a lot of it up. But yeah, I think that first season, it's very clear, yeah, what the
1: conspiracy is. They're basically they are hiding their knowledge of yeah, they're alien. hiding the knowledge it, of extraterrestrials, right. and you don't learn till later that it's because the syndicate is working with a group of aliens against another group of aliens. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. It's, but no, you're right. That first season is very, they set it up perfectly. It's I just a,
0: don't think they ever, I don't know if they ever had a playbook or a show or, you know, they like filled in the blanks as they went. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. But it, I love, that being said, I love the conspiracy stuff. I love Deep Throat and I love The Syndicate. I mean, anytime it was a conspiracy episode, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. I'm down <laughs> for this. But then the more it went, I was like, I don't remember what's happened. But I was usually was I was usually trying. a big fan of the conspiracies
1: for sure uh and it's funny because when i look at my when i put together my favorite episode list it's all monsters of the week i was like none except mm. for, i guess the pilot is it, might be t- I'm trying to think is the pilot it's technically of, part of the conspiracy it's mm, a little of well i guess you do both. right you get you get the secret smoking get man and
0: yeah that was always the cool thing when you thought you were on a monster of the week episode and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's so-and-so, this is a conspiracy episode yeah. and they would like spring it at you. Totally. That was awesome. Yeah. Like the, yeah, I remember a couple like that at least.
1: But I think the strongest, some of their strongest, and this is all personally, personal preference. I think the strongest episodes were monsters. I think they probably the week, were. So, yeah. I think I, I need to recheck weren't...
0: my list. I'm probably like you. Yeah. This monster of the okay. week. Okay. Yeah.
1: So what was it about the show, Wendy, that, that, drew, that drew you to it? What was it that made you a fan
0: I don't even... You know, it's a show that when I know the subject... And this was when when I first started watching this. I mean, I don't think we'd really had a show, obviously, like this. I mean, this was all brand new. I mean, I'd loved alien things in the past with closing encounters. So, obviously, I like sci-fi type things. I don't know why I didn't start watching this. Maybe (laughs) it was the bad review. I thought, this is going to be stupid. (laughs) But I think I kept seeing more about it. And I thought, oh, I'll check it out. And the first episode i watched was darkness falls oh. and i and then i watched another one and i kind of continued through that first season mm-hmm. and by the end i was hooked and you know i don't know what necessarily i don't remember exactly what i mean i remember that moment in time when i knew xena was more than a show and it became a huge fan i very much remember the time where person of interest went from just a show to oh whatever it sure. became yeah but um but with this, I just remember watching it and liking it, and just continuing to like it, and then being excited for season two, and you know the whole bit. And but I mean, I I just love this sort of realistic look at you know what if there's a conspiracy, what do they know? And I became fascinated. I mean, I still am to an extent of of aliens and mm-hmm. what's going on, and what does the government know that we don't? And I mean, it was just such a great show about. It. I mean, I've always said this, like I'll you know take a show like you said, it's a procedural. But they're yeah. doing Monster of the Weeks and alien conspiracies. So sign me up for that bef- uh, on top of any regular police procedural, right, exactly. you know, or is it a hospital drama? Do they treat aliens or then? And then I'm on board, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's got everything I could have ever wanted to see in a, in a show. Yeah, But sure. I But I don't remember that moment it hit, but I remember Darkness Falls being the first episode and really liking it huh. and sticking around after
1: that. I don't remember what the first episode of the show was that I watched. I can't remember, which is same with me, Hmm. with you. Like I know the episode that turned me into a Xena fan and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll never forget it. And uh, for some reason I can't think of the first episode I saw. I feel like it was probably end of season two into season three. Mm. I wasn't on board the very beginning. Uh, But what kind of attracted me was, was the paranormal aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I was always into all that stuff. Aliens, Bigfoot, (laughs) Max is sneezing. (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And then the, you know, I think the character of Scully is definitely what kept me intrigued. mm -hmm. And then their relationship, uh, you know, partnership and the humor. Yeah. The show is really funny. Yeah. It can be very funny, very dry. Obviously, there's like all all comedy episodes, arguably. There's some like just straight up comedy episodes, Mm -hmm. but it kind of had... It had all this really all the really good stuff going for it. And there was like, yeah, there's nothing like it on TV. No. No. I
0: remember, and, and one of the things I loved about the early episodes that I feel like was lacking, and a lot of it probably that you could attest to all the crap they went through trying to chase aliens, and her sister gets killed, <sighs> and he's got all sorts of, you know. But I, the thing I loved about the early seasons and the early episodes, it looked so fun to do what they were doing. <laughs> right. You know, I full disclosure took the fbi entrance exam because i thought maybe i want to be an fbi agent failed miserably so that never, <laughs> was, never was gonna happen it's but still it, pretty cool though yeah yeah it was it was you know it, they give you practice tests that are in no way near as hard as the actual test you get so i got there i'm like i don't know anything
1: what so, kind of questions are they asking a lot of like
0: logic and calculating in your head and figuring got things it. out i don't even remember it's it's the opposite of like the gre i took where the the practice tests were harder than the test. So you oh, were prepared. Nice. This was like, oh, you'll get these questions. Oh, okay, they're fine. And then they were like 10 times harder than any practice you got. Wow. I was not meant to be an FBI, but <laughs> that's okay. But it's it just works out. I don't know. It's just one of those shows that captures your imagination of like, man, I want this to be true. I remember the FBI would get called one. It talked to the X Files <laughs> division. That's
1: so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we know you have one. Oh, man. And, yeah. Okay. To ship or not to ship i'd have been fine if they never shipped so very early on it was it was clear that there was this incredible chemistry between these two characters really between the two actors and some people and you know like i said chris carter was adamant that he did not want them to be a couple he thought it was important to the show to keep it going because once you have like moonlighting for example do you ever watch moonlighting oh my gosh yes! i was obsessed with that show me too And when, you know, it was so much tension, will they, won't they? And then they did, and then it was never the same. It's never, it's never as good. Right. Right. And so I think that's what Chris Carter was trying to prevent. And so, but he couldn't, he, he could not stop the chemistry, the natural chemistry between these two characters. So people naturally, some people were looking to have them hook up. So those people who wanted them to, to be, you know, to ship, we talked about this in our ship episode, right? They were shippers. Yeah. And if you didn't, you were a a no Romo. I didn't. I did not know that was a turn. No Romo. (laughs) Mm. To ship or not to ship? I was like, you don't Um, like Tony Romo? (laughs) I hate that guy. Hmm. And so you know, I and I'm I'm now I'm I should maybe step back a minute. Like once they did hook up, it was so underwhelming.
0: Well, they did it weird. I feel like there are so many ways that they could have done it. They were just trying. You know, the first episode, if I remember right where you knew something was going on. It was like, I think she gets out of bed and hmm. you see his leg in the bed. I forget which episode that is. I don't remember, but it was like some random, like, wait, was that, oh, you, like, she gets out, like, they've obviously done something and right. she leaves and then it goes back over and it's Mulder in bed or something like that. I'm like, wait, when did this happen? When yeah. did they start doing this? And then it's kind of like they became a thing without, they tried so hard not to make it the focus of the show. Right. but Then when it just happened, you just thought, I, for for any kind of investment i at some point with everything they'd been through it would have almost felt weird like where who who are they going to end up with it's you know Excite- like that. Well, they had episodes where she would go on a date and it's like, this guy just doesn't measure up to the excitement I'm getting with this exactly. guy, Mulder. How can you possibly... And I feel like <laughs> it would make sense that they end up together because who do they love and trust more than each other? And nope. I don't think any some random, oh, I'm going to get coffee with this lady, is ever going to measure up to... I like, hunted aliens with this girl for yeah. five years. They're or basically
1: ruined for other people. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> so I like the idea after... I, I'm glad they didn't make it a thing from the beginning. Like, right. oh, little flirtations. Are they going to end up... I mean, I'm glad that they did not focus focus... focus on that whatsoever. Right. But I wish they handled the eventual getting together of them a little differently.
1: I would have been, I think I would have been most satisfied with that, the whole idea of them getting together if it was the very last episode and you see them just kind of end up together. Yeah. Like walk off together. Like I, you know, you know, they got together and then Mulder got abducted and then, she was pregnant with maybe his <laughs> baby. Maybe it was a cigarette. Like we don't know. Who it was knows. just, Oh God, talk about horrible turns of fate <laughs> on this show. Uh, it was just the way it kind of just fizzled out was very disappointing, but yeah. I think the most fun, my, again, some of my favorite episodes was, were them being together, loving each other platonically, but like you knew there was, they were like soulmates, I guess is a yeah. good way to say it. Like they yeah. had been through so much and, even just like a smile or a hug, like just a little yeah. thing. It would just be like, oh, oh my God. it's
0: so good. I know. It did not take much. I remember that's one of the reasons I loved the host because they had that moment where they're like, oh, I miss being with you. Oh, me too. Oh, and just a little glance like, oh, he misses him. <laughs> he misses
1: him. Yes, those little moments just meant so much. Yes, they did. And then once we had it, I just, yeah, I I just, I was a shipper until they gave it to us. And I was like,
0: oh, I don't like this anymore. And which is why
1: they didn't (laughs) want to give it to us. Turns out Chris knew what he was talking about. I agree. But I guess, was it because it made sense for the story or because he was like, fine, let's give it to them? God,
0: I don't know. Or was it just like,
1: it doesn't make sense that these characters wouldn't end up together? To me, I I think it made sense that they would eventually end up together. I just wish they'd done it differently. Right. So in the movie the first movie fight the future you remember the bee scene oh yeah (laughs) that was such where they're about to kiss and she's like oh yes yeah (laughs) i mean that was such a great scene yeah and so like frustrating yeah but it turns out like that's that's what they should have kept doing to us like that was that would have been better than what actually happened like that's such a fun moment where i remember being like oh this is totally gonna happen yeah and then the stupid bee bites her and that's the end of that but like what a great great moment so there are, so speaking of the chemistry, I'm sure you've heard the rumors that they didn't really get along very well. David and Jillian at the big, be- I feel like maybe in the middle of the probably show. Probably in the middle.
0: Because, you know, in long hours. Oh yeah. And I feel like they're, they're both probably very big personalities that, you know, you go through all that with, you know, that they went through with one other person and it's going to inevitably, I feel like. It's a lot. You know, some some people just don't like each other from the beginning, right? I just learned that the guys from Chips hated each other. I didn't know oh, that. No. That made me sad. But
1: I, just, um, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. Well, here
0: you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, but here I feel like it's probably just a product of you're you're going through all this stuff with one person for so long. You right. probably got both, you know, very whatever personalities, and you're used to. I don't know. I.
1: But they, you know, they hit it well. They did. So. They really did. Like i I know that that you didn't really start to hear those rumors until towards the end of the show. Right. And to know that like, while they're, they're having these great emotional scenes together, that they were just kind of sick of each other just yeah. goes to show they were really good actors.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think they've reconciled oh, since they're, they're fine now. I think
1: they're more than fine. Oh, Wendy. So yeah, if you that's true. that's true. <laughs> when they were first promoting the revivals, even before that, that's true. Uh, maybe around the end of like the 25th anniversary, like they were very close. Yeah. And there are, there are some rumors out there that they right. are secretly a couple. Well, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I am totally okay. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> so we had reached out on our Facebook page to, to ask any X-Files, P-H-I-L-E-S, to reach out. And since we're talking about the... Uh, I kind of skipped it, but we're talking about the the Shipper versus No Romo. Uh, Facebooker Carolyn says, watching it the first time as a teenager... I didn't care for the romance or really notice it till it became a thing and then didn't feel one way or the other. I've watched it through twice now as an adult and I am way more into it. Hmm. Uh, she also says, I, I, was, I will say trying to find fan fiction that was the monster of the week style after my first watch was impossible. <laughs> it was all romance and fluff and no aliens. I was so disappointed. What? I haven't looked since. LOL. That's How really could funny.
0: you not write the alien part into their story because <laughs> that's what—that's
1: what, not what people are going to fan fiction for wendy
0: well how <laughs> long ago was this i feel like fanfic well i feel like if oh, this sure. had come out when mm. like now when fan fiction is such a bigger thing yeah probably i'm sure have you some f- better
1: selection carolyn i think if you go back if you look again <laughs> you might be how able long to find ago? Something. yeah carolyn how long ago was
0: it try it again i don't know
1: And so I was, but yeah, I was, I was definitely a shipper, but you were not a shipper. You're okay with it. Either way. You know what? I think I did want him to, I don't remember my
0: exact, I think I did want, I probably did, but I don't know that the, you know, how much I'd love the show was going to depend on it. But I mean, I was glad they ended up together.
1: Okay. Let's talk about Scully. Let's talk about Scully. Uh, Uh, Scully is a feminist icon. So you said that you were so inspired by the show. You decided that maybe you should be an FBI agent. Yes, it's pretty
0: cool. But then the show inspired me later by a one scene in particular when I said I loved the performance so much. And a lot of it was from Jillian. Yeah, um, when I because I was in the process of I was going to move back home to Dallas. I'm going to take acting classes. Hey, I'm going to give this thing a shot. Hey, because of a particular one X Files scene that just I don't know what it was. It just sent me to the acting class. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it didn't go anywhere. Obviously, but, <laughs> but it was still, a moment. But, you were
1: you were motivated. Yeah,
0: Scully. Scully. Uh, what can you say about Scully? My favorite Scully, though, is early season two, Secret Pregnant Scully. Okay. Where oh. she wore that big trench coat. Not so secret. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's like, I just love that Scully.
1: Um, I think my favorite Scully is probably season four, season five Scully. That's a good Scully. Yeah. She's got really good suits. Yeah. Right? The budget's a little better. So yeah. She looks great. I remember I'll- seeing some negative reviews of
0: her hair, and then they changed it. She yeah. She had some different hair. I
1: mean, listen, I I definitely like the hair. uh toward, you know, middle, mid, mid-series. mid yeah It was the early night They didn't know any better first two seasons. Like, well, you
0: she doesn't have to be eye-agent. She wasn't exactly. supposed
1: to be glamorous. No. Oh. She was fine. Uh, and, you know, she was a very tragic character, as you kind of pointed <sighs> out. Yeah. Her sister was murdered. She was abducted by aliens. She got cancer. <laughs> she couldn't have kids. She was barren. Uh, she had to give the baby away. <laughs> the love of her life, maybe, was abducted by aliens. molder <laughs> later. <laughs> Uh and then at the very end of this the show, and I think this is why she's never gonna come back, the way that they ended the, the revival to so the eleventh the season, how they ended it so they find William, mm-hmm. they find their kid, mm-hmm. which we don't think actually now it's not her, it maybe not her kid. Maybe not was
0: yeah, maybe it was smoking man did something to uh, impress who knows. Right.
1: And so uh William dies. Yeah he dies she watched doesn't she like well watch? supposedly dies sure he drowns he drowns um and then um it seems like scully's okay with it like she's been searching for this kid for so long yeah and the she's whole, not that upset i know the. <laughs> i think the
0: first uh, it was both the revival seasons right or is it just second but either way it was a long storyline we've got to find william yeah. i want to find william seems like and, she was obsessed with that yes and then he dies you're like
1: Meh. I'm pregnant with another one anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, go. That was ridiculous. Let's go get some coffee. That was ridiculous. So,
1: they definitely did Scully dirty. Yeah. In the revival. But have you heard of the Scully effect, Wendy? Mm, maybe. <laughs> is
0: it like girls going into
1: STEM and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, the Scully effect is just that. It was basically because of Scully, because uh, young girls had a role model. In Scully, she was a scientist. She was a doctor. She didn't put up with people's shit. <laughs> she was a tough cookie. Yeah, I shouldn't say cookie. She's a tough woman. <laughs> it in, she inspired a huge generation, and probably still is, of uh, to yeah. get into STEM, which is the science, technology. Help me out here. Engineering math. Yes, I don't know. Let's do that again. <laughs> science, technology, engineering, and math. All right, not math, math. <laughs> no, not math. This phenomenon. It's been studied in a partnership between 21st Century Fox, hmm. the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media, and J. Walter Thompson Intelligence. The study concludes that about two thirds of women working in STEM today count Scully as their personal wow. role model and inspiration. Wow. That's unbelievable. And that is so freaking cool. Yeah. So if, if you need more proof that finding rep- representation of Yourself on TV doesn't matter. Like this character that came out of Chris Carter's head has inspired a lot of women to get into a field or fields that aren't necessarily Mm -hmm. popular. uh, You know, have a lot of women in them, and that's a huge, that's a cultural effect. Yeah, it's a societal effect that this character had. I think it's as much Chris Carter. We owe as much to Chris Carter as we do to Gillian Anderson. Yeah, I mean she she embodied that character. With so much strength, mm-hmm. but also vulnerability. Like she's just, she's one of my all-time favorite characters. Yeah, no, she's she's a
0: legend. Scully is legend. She and- is
1: legend. Amazing. Let's talk about the fandom. So you were an X-File? P-H-I-L-E. Oh, I had the
0: original. I don't know who made them. Some kind of homemade X-Files fan club booklets That's that awesome. I that I got in the mail. Amazing. Went to an X-Files convention here and there. Met some X Files. How people. many
1: conventions did you go to? I
0: remember going to three. Okay. I believe there was one in Dallas, and then I also went to one in Austin, and then they had some big thing. I think it was around Fight Fight the Future time, maybe, okay. but in like an airplane hangar <gasps> in Dallas. And I don't remember. I remember. Was Jillian there? I don't think she was. Interesting. I don't remember. But it, the, I remember less about that one than the the first two were creation conventions. Yes. In Dallas and Austin.
1: So I went to two as well. Mm-hmm. One in Burbank. My, I think, I'm trying to think back. I think X-Files was actually my very first convention. I think it may have been mine too. Yeah. No,
0: no. I went to like a generic convention before. Got it. Then, but, okay. um, but it was my first show-centered convention for sure.
1: It, so uh, it was in Burbank. I drove out there with my friends and it was a creation convention. Mm-hmm. It was very small. Yeah, but you know, I met a bunch of the the mostly guest stars. Jillian and David were not there. They
0: didn't really do those. I don't think they didn't. The creation. Uh,
1: like Smoky Man was there. Crycheck was there. Yeah. Um, Peter Boyle, who played Clyde oh, Brookman, was nice. there. And I just mostly remember meeting those people. Hmm. But then I went to that same convention the for fight the future it was in a huge airplane hangar in tustin all right so i guess they toured airplane hangars and that was that one was really cool i don't remember be there being any like speakers but it was like you could take your picture i still have it like a picture they superimposed you Hmm. there's a car there's a ufo light coming down or something it was a lot of experience like sort of interactive stuff um but yeah
0: I don't know why I don't remember as much about yeah. that one, but it, so I remember funny. it was cool being in the airplane hangar. I yeah, really liked that.
1: A, what a nice touch that yeah. was. And so this was another... Oh, and we kind of talked about in our last episode about shippers. The idea of shipping came from the X-Files, which I think is really very, very cool. Yeah, we talked about I forgot it.
0: forgot about that. I mean, from last week, I
1: know. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I know. It's, it was a long time ago. And so the 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 show really kind of embraced the fandom. This was another... Like the internet was kind of just becoming oh, yeah. a
0: thing. The X Files is why I was like, Dad, we got to get the internet. Cause I'd <laughs> see pictures of websites for the X Files. And it was so cool. Cause I had like a, uh, I had CompuServe and it was just <laughs> chat groups. Right. And I'd see these cool pictures with the logo. And I just
1: thought, how do we get that?
0: That's <laughs> amazing.
1: That. Yeah. Uh, and you could go into message boards. Yeah. So the official X Files message boards. It was it was where, you know, fans could go and interact and and talk about the show and obsess over stuff as like an homage to Mm. that message board message board. In season nine's opening credits, viewers could see the brief list of FBI contacts, witnesses and contributors flit across the screen just as Mitch Pelleggi's character, uh, just as his credit comes Mm. up. That list of names was composed of fans' screen names from that original official message board. Wow, that's it's cool! So, such a cool little shout out. And then in two thousand one, episode of uh, uh, the episode called "Alone," the show introduced a young, excited FBI agent by the name of Layla Harrison, played by Jolie Jenkins, into the team. This character was named for a well-known X-Files fan fiction writer who had died earlier oh. that same hmm. year. So the writers were very much they were aware of what the fans were talking about. They yeah. were aware of, of what people were writing in fan fiction, apparently. And what a cool way to kind of, you know, celebrate their fans. That's cool. They embraced um, it. Which uh, Zena did too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, many, many completely. times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what a, what a nice little kind of shout out to the fans.
0: Yeah, I was, I was, the main thing I remember doing was downloading like, pictures and sounds and, <laughs> yes for you sure. know like little sounds sound to, bites. for my computer to make whenever <laughs> it would do something it would have an x-files sound and and there's an old store near where i lived that i'd go and they had it was cool like tons of stills or posters and i would go get x-files posters and go through their episode stills and buy all these pictures
1: i collected the x-files trading cards oh i have those too i think i still have yeah them. oh yeah me too the game know, like the game one and the, yeah cards.
0: <laughs> Minor are, mine are in Texas. Oh, okay. Oh, I used to trade the cards. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I remember trying to go after like those, the very like special, like some like have like a hologram, uh, yeah. or, like yeah. a gold foil. Oh, yeah. The yeah, fancy yeah. cards. Very, yeah. I've still got them all. They're in a, uh, <laughs> where they're all in a
0: folder. In my yeah. House. No,
1: I still got them too. Can't part with them. That's funny. I know. I mean, what are you going to do with them? I know. Can't, I'm not
0: going to throw them away. No.
1: I'm not going to get
0: anything for them. Just keep them. No,
1: exactly. Might as well. So. Speaking of the writers, briefly, so some really kind of heavy hitters came out of the show. Would go on, like would work on the on the X Files, and then would go on to 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 oh yeah, to oh yeah, produce and write their own stuff. Yeah, John Scheiben would go on to write Supernatural and Torchwood.
0: I remember he wasn't a big favorite. Really, the, I don't remember. I, some anything of his
1: episodes never... were not as well
0: regarded as hmm. others. I remember he
1: must not have stuck around for very long. Uh, Howard Gordon would go on to write and produce Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. And probably the biggest name to come out of that uh, that group of writers was, of course, Vince Gilligan. And he would go on to create Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of his episodes was called Drive, featuring Brian Cranston. Yeah. Before Breaking Bad. So I think that's, that episode kind of showed Vince, like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good. Well,
0: I remember <laughs> Brian Cranston saying that he was pretty much known for comedy because he was doing. Um, What's that show? whether he was on Malcolm with the little, in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, and so he was, and he was like, would guest star on Seinfeld. And I remember that part and drive. He was kind of like, I wanted to show people I could do more than just comedy, right? And, and it led to
1: Breaking Bad. Yeah, for sure. That was a great episode. So let's talk about some. More. Let's get into the episodes. Let's talk episodes. All right. Do you want to talk? Do you want to do top ten? Do you want to talk about? Uh, I think I I wonder if we'll have some similar I favorites made
0: top. I don't I think it's a 10. I could pro, I could get no, to I 10. No, could definitely get to 10. I mean, I can. I just Oh, did I oh, say I top can. 10?
1: You don't have to do top 10. I mean, I came up with five, but I had like a list of
0: I have six, like but 20 runner-ups. I could do um <laughs> there's more I can. We'll see. I'll probably incorporate some of yours onto my list. Sure. And these so, are mine are in no particular order
1: if you want. Fair. And yeah, I don't I don't feel like I need to to do a, you know, best to worst or right. favorite to least favorite but um, i do have a favorite but okay than... and so and again i'm looking at these and they're mostly going to be the monsters of the week although i think the pilot is probably still one of my favorite episodes uh it's just a very well made i think that would be on my list too. yeah it's a great episode yeah i think one of the not only my favorite but probably one of the most critically acclaimed episodes of the show it actually won an emmy for writing and for uh guest star clyde bruckman's final repose. classic, classic. It is an absolute classic. I will never get tired of watching that episode. It's so good. The Acting is really good. It's a Darren Morgan oh, script. Yeah. He wrote oh, yeah. almost all my favorites. Yeah. Uh, it was just one of those episodes that just made you realize the quality that this show was. It wasn't just a sci-fi show. It was just a really good TV show. Do you remember Pusher? Yeah. It's one of my favorite. Of favorites. i pusher. Little, Interesting. I, again, where I think, he ends
0: up, like in the best in the hospital thing yeah. or whatever, and the, he's
1: he's got to. Uh, yeah, he's able. To, so this guy Pusher is able to like manipulate Cerulean people. Cerulean blue. Yeah, that's right. And there's a great mo- great scene where they're in the hospital room. It's Scully. It's Mulder. It's this guy Pusher. Yeah, and he he makes Mulder turn his gun on Scully. And she's like, fight him, Mulder. Mm-hmm. You can fight this. And he and he fights it. But it's like one of those moments of like, "No, oh, this is so good. Yeah. No, <laughs> I remember that. So I love the good. ending of
0: that. I, yeah, he was good. Great
1: episode. Triangle. Oh, yeah. It was one of the, I think it was, yeah, it was definitely in L.A. It was part of the L.A. season. And they shot it on Queen Mary. They shot it on the Queen Mary. It's like about a ghost ship. And it's it's shot as one continuous shot. And so there's so many good moments. There's a like, basically kind of like a time slip. So Mulder ends up, in the 1940s, and Scully is is trying to find him. One of my favorite scenes is she's going through the FBI. Oh, she's, I love oh, that. that! she love, gets yeah. on the elevator, and um, what's his name? Skinner. Skinner yeah. helps her out. Oh, that's so much fun! And the the Lone Gunman in that episode. And you, you know, we get a kiss. We get a kiss with yeah 1940 Scully and modern modern day Mulder. It's just such a fun episode. They they were not afraid to. To push the envelope within the genre. They had mm-hmm. so much fun.
0: Yeah. I think it's nice when you get, you establish yourself and you can start taking risks like
1: that and doing totally. different things and do them well. So, yeah. I mean, they, you know, the, well, you know, maybe you'll talk about it. There's an episode that was all in black and white, which oh, is. I'll talk about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so then my last, like, you know, one of my top fives is Arcadia.
0: Is that when they pretend to be married? Yes. I love, I love a trope. <laughs> Such a shipper. <laughs> <laughs> Such a
1: shipper. It's like classic fan fiction trope. So they go undercover as this married couple in this perfect uh, gated community. And, uh, of course, there's only one bed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was just, it was so much fun. It, it kind of played on there, on that whole, like, you know, the, the, the ship idea. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's so much fun. I, I love seeing them in those sorts of situations together. Yeah. Just kind of, that's, that's, it really just, some of my favorite moments are from that episode. That's my five.
0: My list grew. I'll go with my original <laughs> Sure, and then we could just go through a bunch Five of other and, ones, yeah. Yeah, because then there's so many moments from other episodes. It's There are, there are several more that can put on this, but my very favorite, hmm. and there's probably situational things regarding this one, but One Breath, which okay. is the one where Scully came back after getting it up, uh, abducted. So yeah. the thing is, she's lying in a hospital the whole time, and it's all around Mulder. I think right. the thing that, that I loved the ending— where he gives her her cross back mm-hmm. cuz he saved it for. Her. But that was when I was working at uh, a TV station and we could I, whatever satellite feed that the guy ran the satellite feeds had it on to record something later. It would you could see the X-Files episode coming yeah. coming down the pike. And it wasn't on our channel. It was just going to, to the other Fox station somewhere. Wow. Where, and it was, but before, like several days before it actually aired. Yeah. So I started seeing this thing come down and I knew I was going out of town. I don't know. I guess I had VCRs then. I don't know what we did. But um, I remember recording it on a giant reel to reel. And then going back <laughs> in this awesome. little edit bay room and loading up that reel-to-reel and wow. watching one breath just straight through That's cool. on this satellite feed that I just recorded. Wow. And so for some reason, maybe that helped to just the, <laughs> the circumstance, the weirdness yeah. of it. It's so but cool. I love the whole episode. I love her dad coming up and walking up to her and convincing her to go back. I love Mulder's
1: pursuit of vengeance. Is that when she's on the boat? Yeah. You put her in the rowboat? Yeah. yeah.
0: So that that was my favorite. Awesome. Uh, also up there, another, a very opposite of this one, because Scully gets to do stuff, Beyond the Sea. Yes. And that's one that really, a great Scully episode. That's great. Or, and it's kind of flipped, right? She's she's the one that wants to believe yeah. that this Yeah, and guy- he's like, don't fall for his crap. And she's like, you know, it was a great flip on there, their yeah. dynamic the erlenmeyer flask oh end very of good it's a
1: very heavy uh mythology oh yeah episode. and
0: i think a lot of that i was really start that's when i really i think started getting into the show and just i just the feel of this what you know sometimes with shows it goes from oh this show's cool to this is special hmm. in my world so i i remember her like pulling the alien baby out of the yeah thing and it's a very iconic shot yeah for pulling yeah. that out yeah and just the sure. whole yeah you know, one uh, deep throat gets killed in it and that's you're nice. like, oh, crap. And that's when they were like, anybody's expendable. Except obviously the first main two, but whatever. Right. Um, But yeah, I just love, you know, the whole feel of that episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, My favorite of the Darren Morgan would be Jose Chung's From Outer oh, Space. Oh, it's
1: so good. I just. Oh, I it love,
0: could, it's... love that the ending makes me tear up. Every single
1: time. It's a classic.
0: I just, yeah, it's so ridiculously well written. I can't even get <laughs> it. And it's also a, just
1: so ridiculous.
0: Yes. It's just, <laughs> oh my gosh. My friend and I have so many cool lines we will quote that came out of that episode. It's such a great episode. Um, and like you mentioned, black and white episode, postmodern Prometheus. Yes. Again, the ending gets me with Cher. Cher, they wanted Cher to do the episode. They wanted wow. her to be in it, and she turned them down and let them use the music. And later on said, I wish I'd done it, because it was so good.
1: Um, That is such a great... Was that the first time they kind of were... They did something a little different? I feel like the first time they did something a
0: little different was Humbug. That was the first Darren Morgan, where they go to the freak show, and it's... Got humor more yeah. than because I remember the first part of the, like as we were, my friend and I were watching this together hmm. it was kind of like what what is happening like this, this is, not is a, a traditional, normal episode so it wasn't different as far as like it wasn't black and white that was definitely more out there but the the hu- humbug was the first one where we we're like they're kind of being funny and and it was just a different feel than the the normal X Files and I that's don't know what
1: the f- and that was Darren's first Darren yeah. Morgan's first Darren I mean, he,
0: his first was humbug he, and I think second was Clyde Bruckman he
1: was. And I'm sure he still is an incredible writer. Well,
0: I remember him saying he would write more, but he was too lazy. He actually said he's like, eh, you know, I would do more, but well, with Darren Morgan, his um, his brother was uh, Morgan and Wong, Glenn Morgan, Glenn Morgan, yeah, yeah. the writing team, uh, Morgan and Wong,
1: or producers, but
0: yeah, he would he'd he would write more, but he just was too lazy to. I do think
1: it. he is responsible for some of the best episodes. Oh yeah, without Hands question. Down.
0: Um, yeah, but yeah, Postmodern Prometheus, it, they're just so clever. They're just so well done. Yep. And and um but yeah, but then they'll the rounding out my list, honorable mention Darkness Falls, just because it was the first one I watched. Awesome. So it, it got me. But there's so many, like the a lot of the conspiracy ones sure. I loved.
1: Let me run let me run down like my my honorable mentions. Oh okay. there's more honorable mentions than my top yeah. five. So ice. Yes, remember
0: ice. That was I remember reading. That was one where the critics were like, "Okay, this show's taken off. This is legit." Yeah, this, yeah. It, it took it to another level. That's a great episode. Yeah. And it's very early. I it's feel one like of those like mid first season, I think. Yeah, like cast trapped in the ice. Yeah, and, and you know, with a monster somewhere, you know, like that gets inside them. So it was like a very contained. episode. It was,
1: and, and it was their their partnership is tested in mm-hmm. that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, great episode. War of the Cope. Coproph- Cop- F- Coprophages? Coprophages? I don't know Cop- that one either. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. <laughs> Great, fun episode. Yeah. Um, there's the <laughs> the sexy entomologist that's introduced yes. that kind of creates a bit of a jealous and jealousy with Scully, so that's kind of fun. Uh, that's a very fun episode.
0: I remember they had a, a fake cockroach run across the screen. That's right. So some people actually thought a cockroach had run across their TV so screen. so fun.
1: They always loved – I mean – Sense of humor of the, the people behind this show so so much fun. Yeah. Quagmire. That's the, mm, the sort that's of Quee the, the, Quag Quik, died. Yeah, it's like world. the Loch Ness Monster episode. Yeah. And so and like so many other episodes, they, you know, they're they're going after this monster of the week. They think it's sort of like a well Mulder thinks it's like a Loch Mess Loch Ness monster type animal. Mm-hmm. It ends up being a crocodile. Scully's dog gets eaten. Quag. Ugh. And she got the dog from Clyde Bruckman's, yes. that episode, right? It's the mm-hmm. neighbor's dog. Uh, and at the very end of the episode, they find it's an alligator. Great. And as they walk away from the lake, you see a Loch Ness monster come up out of it. They always would do that. Yeah. Uh, like if always. They'd only turned around. Always messing with us. How about Wet Wired? Do you remember that one? <sighs> it was when they the government was putting I these do. trans, like some sort of transmitter. In people's homes, and so they were watching TV shows, but it was actually like reprogramming their brains, and they would end up killing people. Oh, that's
0: the one where he sees messages in like the ATM. No, that was a different one. Wet wired. I have to look back into. I do not remember Wet Wired.
1: Uh, that ends up with another one of those. Uh, basically, Scully's how like she's a victim of it at the towards the very end, and she thinks it basically turns people into yeah, paranoid yeah. people. So she thinks Mulder's part of the conspiracy. Oh, like I she do. sees okay. him in the car with Smoking Man. She oh, has these hallucinations. Yeah, 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 it's very good. Small potatoes. Another Morgan. Darren Morgan. <laughs> Darren Morgan. Uh, just so much fun, and they were just de- you know definitely playing into the whole shipping thing. Because uh, you know, this guy is able to, to morph his face so he becomes bolder, oh, yeah. so he starts hitting on Scully. And she's she's kind of you know, she's kind of into she, it, yeah. <laughs> she's okay with she's it, not opposed. Bad Blood, which is that Darren Morgan, uh, the, probably is. It yeah. feels like a Morgan show. Um, that's the vampire one, I think I talked about that. Oh, yeah, the that, was, episode. that was a classic, so good. Um, Dreamland, part one and two, with uh, what's his name, Lenny yes <laughs> of lenny and squiggy that guy the ghost who stole christmas with lily tomlin and your boyfriend
0: ed Asner. my boyfriend ed that was a different one i remember being on a trip with my dad and that was in the ho- that was on one of the nights we were in the hotel yeah and i was like oh x-files is on it was so different I'm like oh this isn't the normal kind of episode
1: <laughs> uh but it's still so much fun and then x-cops which i think i also talked yeah. about in the halloween episode uh, which is which is it's basically it is. It's a cops episode with Mulder and Scully, which is pretty fun. And then Hollywood A D. Oh yeah. Arguably they came pretty close to jumping the shark in this episode. Mm. Um of course they basically go to Hollywood to see the the movie version of their lives. Yes, that's right. Starring Gary Shandling as Mulder and Tay Leoni as yeah. Scully, who oh, was Oh wow. David Duchovny's actual at the time uh, wife at the time, so that's very fun. I guess I just I really like the episodes that had a little bit of comedy to them that revolved around their relationship. That was just sort of really that turned into my jam for sure. I'm such a I'm such an easy shipper. Yeah, I um <laughs> I loved the shipping moments. Yeah, I think I, I like my... the shipping moments before they got together. Yeah, well, those were the good yeah. ones.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I really don't feel like I have that much to add about like after Mulder. I liked yeah. Doggett. I liked Reyes. Yeah, he's fine. Lucy Lawless was on the show for Pete's That's sake. He's right. a super soldier. A soldier. And right. uh, Adam Baldwin, That's who right. I love. I mean, they've had such a great cast of guest stars. it's um, so true. But yeah, my most memorable moments were all early on. We're all more deep. And you know, one of the things, like I said, early on they felt like they had, it was a fun thing to do was chase these aliens. Later on, not so much. Even the tone of the show I felt shifted as far as like when it got way on deep. Like yeah. almost like they go into Skull, uh, Skinner's office. And the hat face were, faces were half lit and shadow and dark. Like everything was dramatic to where there was no, ba- you know, as opposed to the early episodes where there was more, hmm. I don't know, more balance. I just, I don't know. I just was less enthralled as it got later. But yeah, like around that, the peak of like the, the episodes you mentioned where they were being creative and they were going on, you know, taking Push, risks envelope, and, yeah. and doing experimental things and comedy and ex-cops and like that, man, they were just nailing it.
1: And it looked like they were having so much fun. Right,
0: right. And yeah. they
1: had to be. But And yeah, towards the end of the original run, it just seemed like it was just it, it was just it was just a heavy show. It wasn't there mm-hmm. wasn't as much fun. They still had the episodes every now and then that, that were sort of comedy based, but it just had kind of lost the charm, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And listen, two hundred and eighty eight episodes of T V that's a lot to wear of, you down. Of course. Like you know, you just kind of start to run out of ideas. You know,
0: and you can do things. I look at things like S V U and N C I S and they have I don't know. I feel like they, you know, they can pull it off. They have a mix of standalones and and you know, continual storylines and things sure. and, and yeah. um But yeah, X-Files, I think there was it's kind of burned out and then, you know, I don't know. But it was it was a it it was a groundbreaker, I think as oh, far for as sure. what you could do with. It's with definitely TV.
1: inspired a lot of of TV shows that are on today and that, you know, have come and gone. We what gotta, did you what did hmm? you think of the revival? The, the, I thought I had some really high moments. Episodes. Yep. Uh, uh, two seasons.
0: Yeah. I like the werewolf one. Um, mm-hmm. There was another one in there. I really... I mean, I'd have to go back and re-look. I, I did like the one where they didn't
1: talk yeah, for most episodes. Yeah, that was
0: great. I think it got to a point where when, when I saw Chris Carter's name on a, on an episode, I was not looking forward to it. It was so muddled and just heavy-handed and yeah. nonsensical. And I just... I feel like the X-Files became something that, like, George Lucas turned over Star Wars. I, I would have going- loved to have seen him turn it over to fans who wanted yeah. to give their perspective on it and bring their vision to it. Because, right. you know, in the early days, you saw Chris Carter, and you're like, this is going to be great. But as it went, I just I thought his were
1: weak. I, I totally agree, and I, I was going to make that analogy to George Lucas. Apparently, the last two seasons, the revival seasons, they didn't use a writer's room. Hmm. He would just assign people scripts. Hmm. Um, I think that was a mistake. Yeah, I think the collaboration of breaking a story together, especially in one of his episodes, it would have been helpful <laughs> to have other perspectives. Right. Maybe, yeah. But I agree. I think unfortunately his his writing kind of just never got back to uh, those first couple seasons, and even now, like he hasn't really gone on. He did so. He did Millennium, which I loved. Which is how many seasons did they do that spin off? Okay. Three seasons. Three seasons. And then uh Lone Gunman, which is the I think he may have been fun. an
0: executive producer, but he Morgan and uh Morgan and Wong, the writing team, I believe,
1: show ran that. Got it. Okay. But yeah, like even today he's not really producing any no. more TV.
0: No. You have some some showrunners like that that they'll go from one series to another and he's I don't know what he's done beside X-Files, yeah, which know. is enough. You've contributed greatly
1: to television oh, history. But. Absolutely. I mean, this show is consistently on people's top 100 list of, you know, best TV shows of all time. Uh, as it should be. And, uh, you know, it's arguably probably one of the best shows to come out of the 90s. Oh, yeah. what do you think of the movies?
0: Really like the first one. Not so much the second one.
1: Right. The first one, I think, is great. It's yeah. actually one of my favorite movies, period. Yeah. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah. I really liked the first one a lot. It was
1: like an episode, but like amped up and bigger and better and more exciting. Yeah. Loved it. And then when, you know, when I heard that they were making this new, uh, it was 10 years later, 10 years after the first movie. And so the first movie came out in 98. I want to believe came out in 2008. And boy, was that a bummer. (laughs) That movie was a huge disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, it was a, it was more of like a monster of the week type story, and uh, it just wasn't interesting. No, I mean even just
0: the random ending with them rowing away in a boat, waving to the helicopter camera was so weird. Yeah, and just I don't know, I I I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was, it I was, probably own it.
1: <laughs> probably i mean it's x files but yeah i really wanted to like it i yeah. really wanted to like it but and i you know i i thought it could have been like they just make a movie every five or ten years or so i'd be totally happy with it um but unfortunately i think because that movie did not do very well i, I don't think we'll ever see another X-Files no we movie. got the
0: reboot and i think jillian's done. I think they're I think, all done i think she's done i'm glad sure. we got the reboot i mean i'm glad we got it i thought there were some good high moments but you know I haven't felt compelled to go back and rewatch any of it. I mean, nothing. Will, nothing will capture the early days of X Files for me. That is my favorite. It was magic. It was magic. <laughs> and yes, Alicia Jillian has gotten hotter over. Well, oh, that's the years. right. We didn't really
1: talk about how hot Gillian Anderson. Well, she is. is still. She is. I still
0: prefer season two. Fake pregnant, non-pregnant Holly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Jillian Gillian has done well. She has done very well. She's consistently worked. Jillian has had a nice career come out of this. Yeah. Now she's doing that sex therapist show. I can't it's remember right what sex, it's called. Sex
1: Education? Sex Education. Um, uh, she did the, was it The Fall? The Fall was good. Really I still need to good. finish it. I, it was good. I mm, have mm-hmm. halfway through the second season. Very good show. Yeah. Um, no, she's, she's doing fine. She's an interesting woman, that she Jillian Anderson. She is. And she's she still, I mean, you know, listen, she still looks pretty good. She's doing all
0: right. A woman of a certain age, which is my age, or a slightly younger, but uh, yeah, no, she's yeah, does, she looks good. I've I've got several friends who are big Jillian Anderson fans, and um, I've always been a big fan. Should we give a shout out
1: to Alicia? Hey, Alicia, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Alicia says, uh, Jillian Anderson just keeps getting hotter and hotter. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we can have an episode on Jillian Anderson. Let's see, we also had a response from Laura on Facebook who says, let's talk about Home. The episode's so controversial, it only aired once. Because it was
0: flippin' scary.
1: Very, very creepy.
0: And not even just, I mean, the beating scene. Yeah, the, the poor sh- Tucker Smallwood sh- his wife got beat it. up. Uh, just horrifying. Just the way it was done. Because it wasn't, you didn't really see anything. No, coming. you didn't, you just heard it. Yeah, and it was gross. And then also the limbless mom... Rolling under the bed, the bed that was messed up, so disturbing. There was a lot of disturbing stuff in that show, but that episode, but it was great.
1: (laughs) It was the scariest episode for me for the X Files ever. Yeah, and uh, it's it's noted a lot whenever you know people talk about uh, TV critics talk about uh, the show. It's one of the the ones that's most noted. It's probably one of the better, you know, critically considered critically one of the best episodes oh it was no question um mm-hmm. it's still disturbing yeah i don't i don't that's one episode i don't really re-watch i don't feel the need to rewatch. i'll watch that, it but that, ste- that scene still gets me yeah the sheriff getting it
0: yeah he was so likable so quick i mean yeah. they hired a guy who was on screen likable in every role he plays just about
1: right and, and then, then they beat the crap out, him. out of him <laughs> so. beat him to death yeah, that yep.
0: um yeah, that was that's definitely one of the highlights of my You know what I think one of my favorite lines of the whole show hmm. is when he was talking to Deep Throat that one episode. Mm-hmm. And he's at the end he's like they're here aren't they? And Deep Throat oh, turns yeah. around in the way only Jerry Harden can do and say, "Mr. Mulder, they've been here for a long, long time." And I was like <laughs> This is why I love this show. <laughs> They've been in. There's a government that knows. Oh, that just. uh That just to me that that's the show. And he's just like, whoa. he just basically admitted, yeah, they're here. We're hanging out with them. Got them in lab. Yeah, they're all over the place. Got business partners. You know. Oh, uh, that was just good show. Yeah, good show. It's. I've tried to watch. It's Project Blue Book. I've on seen, history. Yeah, I, I've seen ads for this. I watched some of the first season. It's very it X Files. It was good. I saw their panel at San Diego Comic Con because I was just waiting for another one, I think. But um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't get into it like I did X-Files. Maybe I'll try again sometime. Right. But yeah, I just this show was special. It was magic. Yeah. You can have two people hunting after aliens and it's not gonna have this, you
1: know. Exactly. You need more than just that. Right. It's it's you know, again, it's that magic, right? It was the the time. It was the writing. It was the chemistry of the two the two leads. Just sort of uh, lightning yeah. in a bottle. And I love it still. Third,
0: 32. third favorite show of all time on my list. And yours is never. It's, it's top. It's, it's my there? top three. It's top in my three.
1: my holy trinity.
0: Yeah, mine too. Holy trinity. <laughs> X Files.
1: Yeah, X Files. Buffy. Zena. I think I love it more than Buffy. I think it would, my hmm. show would be. Xena, so it's two. Then X Files, hmm. then Buffy. Although then I'll, you know I'll I'll do some rewatching of Buffy and be like, oh no, it's way better X Files. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to choose. We don't have to choose.
0: My, I, I think about that. Like I think about listen. I think you know which one would I pick out of two? And I think thank goodness no one really th- like threatens you. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You pick have to one. pick, or there are consequences. I, it's just things you do in your head.
1: Well, the, okay. So what's your holy trinity? Person of interest, Xena, X Files. If you could only watch one. For the rest of your life. I had to go with person of interest. There you go. Wow.
0: Like, I have to. It's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I love them all, but person you of interest. You really love to. POI. And well, and the mm. thing is, the reasons I love POI are kind of sporadically even in there until, see, it's, a, it's like a hard show to tell people to watch because right. it's like the first, so much of it has nothing to do. I mean, I love the whole show in general, but, right. but it, yeah, that'd have, to, that'd have to be the one. I'd miss definitely miss things in the other two. <laughs> for but, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know which one I would pick. That's hard. Yeah.
0: That's hard. These are the, yeah, these are the questions. I'm glad there aren't consequences for your answer. Thank goodness.
1: I mean, right now I would probably say X-Files because you have so much. You have so yeah. much diversity in that show. You do have a, yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't know. They're all, they're all wonderful.
1: They are. All right. Well,
0: now we're just rambling about our own preferences in life. We are. What's your holy trinity? Yes. We want to know your holy trinity. These are important topics. They are. It tells, you know, they just had on Twitter, like, five shows that tell me who you are or something, which I didn't respond, because I'm like, what if they're fishing for your (laughs) password? So I didn't respond. Scali it would have obviously been those three. And then I don't know the last two, I'd have to figure those out. But um, yeah. yeah. So what are your, what's your holy trinity? Yes. What's your holy trinity of TV and which one would you pick? If you only could pick one. So you can tweet us uh, at snotpodcast.com.
1: You can send us an email at she nerds at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. She nerds out podcast. Our Facebook girl's not here. She's not. I'm guessing. <laughs> I think that's what's called. <laughs> I think so. And then we're on the Insta, Insta. Somewhere. At she's not her here. Down? I don't know. Yeah. Listen, you, you can
0: find us. We're not experts. <laughs> By the way, it's not at stoppodcast.com. There's no .dot com on Twitter. It's yeah, just at stoppodcast. Don't do that. Don't put that yeah. in, or it's late. <laughs> so anyway, send us your three. Send us your favorite. Tell us why you're right. Yeah, your what phone. should our next deep dive be? Yeah, give us a show to deep dive into. But hopefully not one that we haven't watched that yes. has like 18 Ooh. seasons, because that's really time consuming. that will be hard. So, all right. Well, until next time, the truth is out there. <laughs> Trust no one. And She Nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. You believe this load of crap?